It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, everyone? Lincoln and Gordon here for another episode of the FlowTrack podcast. It is Wednesday, March 4th. We just have NCAA entries, NCAA indoor entries coming out. We're looking at maybe some tabulations, some calculations uh, about how USATF is going to figure out their Olympic team from people that maybe don't have the standard. Basically, a lot to talk about as we look towards NCAAs next week in Albuquerque. Gordon, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh... Fun. I uh, haven't seen you since the Olympic trials, so it's always good That's to see right. your face. You That's know? right. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. We all, I feel like we talked enough about the Olympic trials, but one last thing. How was it from you telling me your perspective? Did you have a good time? Uh, it, was, it was a great time. You know, a little colder than I would have liked, but we saw some good racing and uh, the food in Atlanta. I, I can vouch What'd for you it. It's very good. Uh, well, had everything. Yeah, options? I mean, I had pizza one day, a... A, I think it was an Impossible Burger. I know people are going to roll their eyes to that. Uh, From Jimmy John's only twice, so that's not bad for a trip because typically the line is like two and a half. So uh, it's yeah, only it a, a one-to-one one ratio for Jimmy John's today spent. You know, in correct. So location. it was a it was a uh, it was a a light Jimmy John's. Yeah, week. it was light because there was four days and I could have gone there four times. Very close to the hotel. But yeah, I'm ready to talk about NCAA's. Yeah, uh, before I think before that we talk about NCAA's, let's talk a little bit about the world rankings. Okay. And uh, I'm going to lean on you heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... So <laughs> I'll explain it. So last night, USATF announced how they are going to be selecting their team at the Olympic Trials in June in Eugene. And at first, people thought it was going to be a certain way, but now USATF has announced the actual way they're going to do it. What people thought was going to happen is the way it's always been. If you have the standard and your top three, you go. Right. If you don't have the standard and your top three, but someone behind you has a standard, they go. So right. third doesn't have it, but fourth does. Fourth would go. Um, and then weirder situations where, say, only two people in the entire field have the standard, then a third person will go if the now World Athletics invites them to fill a field. But that doesn't happen. It happens... A lot of times more in like the field events. So that's how it's always been. However, as you know, a year ago, the World Athletics announced much harder standards. Right. Standards that, you know, people were kind of scared of. Um, but like... Someone call them spooky. 
Yeah, someone called him spooky. Um, but, like, they aren't... When you really think about it, it's actually not that bad of standard. I mean, it eliminates some people who are fringe trials qualifiers. But in the end, I mean, 10.05 is the 100. I mean... That's never going to be a problem. That's never going to be a problem. You're going to be running sub 10.05. 11.15 for the women. If you can't run a sub 11.15, you're not making a, an Olympic team. Yeah. You know? So 145.2 for the 800, that's just a new world we're in. The harder ones, I would say, is 335 flat for the men's 1500. I think that's the hardest standard of the whole yeah. thing. And maybe the 10 And the 10K. Yeah, 27, 28 on the men's side. Um, 15, 10 for the women. Now is seeming easier and easier. Yeah. Because, well, we just saw at BU. Yeah. Um, but the standards are much harder. Sure. And so a lot of athletes will be like, I don't think I can hit that standard. Oh, and But I think I can get top three. USATF is not going to pick me. And people are freaking out. But we can calm down because USATF announced that if you have the standard in your top three, you go. But if you're top three and are ranked high enough in the world rankings, you can go. Now, how do you know if you're ranked high enough? There's going to be ways to know. You're not going to know if you're ranked high enough, basically, until after the race. Uh, But you'll know what range you're in. Very viewer-friendly. And we'll try to update uh, our viewers basically on a weekly. It actually makes... Updating it more interesting because your ranking is going to change every week, and you're going to know like, am I close to a top forty-eight ranking or not? Well, yeah. my question is, if you get top three, does that boost your rankings enough to where you don't have to worry about it? Is there any scenario in the premier events, and I talk about basically the sprints and and basically everything but the throws? We know in the shot put, we're not going to have to worry about Americans hitting the standard. We have several of the best in the world. But, but in the premiere, the sprints in the distance and, and some field events, are we going to have to even worry about this well, to where gonna... someone could finish top three, say, in the 1500 and legitimately not have the ranking to go? Because wouldn't that Maybe. boost your ranking enough? It can happen in a 10K okay. for sure because only 24 athletes get to go. 1500 is a maybe, same thing with 5K, but I just think, you know, most of the 5K people are going to be hitting that standard regardless. Oh, 50, yeah. I think it's going to be... Men's 1500 and men's and women's 10K okay. are going to be the ones that are truly what is going on here. Yeah. And then a few field events. So the way you find out is IWF, oh, World Athletics, excuse me, yeah, yeah. announced that they, they know the field size. So, for example, they know the 1500 field size is 48. Yeah. So you can go on their website and you can look at the world rankings for the 1500 and you can make it limit the rankings to three per country. Right. And when you do that, you go to the 48th ranked athlete and you can look at their score. And I believe their score of the 48th ranked athlete currently on, as of February 25th, is 1140. That's the score, 1140. So you can then sort by only show Americans. And it turns out we currently have eight U.S. men who have a score that is over 1140. That's Craig Engels who has a 1297, Gregoric 1253, Centro 1240, Blankenship 1218, Prackle 1194, Josh Thompson 1170, Rob Napolitano 1157, and Isaac Yorks just squeaking in there with 1148, Henry Wynn 1138, so he's right behind that. And three of those guys already have the stand. And Engels, the, Centro, and, and Thompson don't have to worry about this at all. They don't have to worry about it at all, but it kind of shows, though, that, like, I mean, I'm, what's Rob Napolitano's, like, PB right now? I mean, he's run a 354 mile. He's run yeah. 338. That's like 
three seconds off the standard. Right. And he's currently in position to be with the standard. Again, that number 1140 is, might, be get, might get harder as the year goes on, as more people race yeah. and people racing faster. Um, so that's what's going to be dynamic about it. But at least gives you that opportunity that, say, you run like 335.5 and you just don't have any other time trials left. Mm-hmm. You can still bank on yeah. having a world ranking high enough, which is the right thing for USATF to do. And also, everyone can now relax. It can. I mean, my favorite part about this is it's still confusing. I mean, it's impossible <laughs> to just know. You're kind of, if you're an athlete, I think you either have to say, well, I'm going to chase the standard or I'm going to rely on this all working out if I finish top three. Because I, it, it's, it's still, it hasn't, like, ended controversy. Obviously, this is a move to support the athletes a little bit more and, and to, to not deny what you know world athletics rankings even if they are confusing i think that was part of USATF's thing last year is you know they didn't want there to be necessarily any uncertainty when we got to the teams however the increased difficulty of the standard could have eliminated some people that definitely cuz i mean cuz you you make a team where 335 is a standard and you walk away um, specifically in the men's 1500, you come in and, and it only Thompson, Ingles, and Centro have it. Those are the three, as it stands right now, that are most likely to make the team. They finished top three last year. But certainly you could find somebody in a, in a 340 to 345 race that could kick for a spot, and then that's where you get issues. So, that, you know, athletes, even if they don't fully understand it, what exactly, what's the scenario, um, I think they're going to be obviously hugely in support of this. And the best thing you can do is just race. Don't just sit on your butt if you don't have the standard. You you know, maybe you don't need to necessarily go time trial every time, but you need to go try to get yourself into a Diamond League, get yourself into a Continental Tour, or, or, or uh, you know, running fast even domestically to make sure that you're in position to qualify if you can't hit 335. Well, one interesting thing is, I'm not sure if this is kind of a ripple effect, but I think most of us, and even Paul Chalimo himself, has, like, he went for to try to get the Olympic standard, couldn't get it, right. and on in the 10K I'm talking about, yeah. and kind of was like, okay, I'm focusing on the five. Does this now? He now his score in the 10K is high enough for the the standard. Mm-hmm. Will this re- change Paul Tolimo's mind about attempting to run the 10K, knowing that he doesn't need to run 27-28 in order to qualify? He can just continue with his ranking and you know, yeah, ride that. Because that it's changes not- if Paul's all of a sudden wants to run a tactical 10K at the trials. He's going to be top. But three. I don't know if it's going to be tactical. It really wasn't super tactical last, you know, in Des Moines. And now you think you're going to Eugene where the weather's going to be better. Well, we'll see. I, I, I doubt it. I don't think he loves the 10,000. And I don't think it's his best distance. And coming off a time when he plays seventh at, at, uh, at Worlds this past fall... I think he's going to try to go all that, you know, all in to really get a medal. Because you never know with the 5,000. I mean, he's getting up towards 30. This may be one of his last shots. I mean, probably his last Olympic to, to, to medal. Um, so, but you also, there's an argument to give yourself two shots to get a medal. Yeah. 10,000 is pretty deep right now, actually. Um, especially with Mo Farah coming back. We don't know if he's going to be the same level, but still, pretty deep. And uh, I can see Chalimo just doing that. However, this does, of course, change some things. He doesn't have to run, he may not have to run 27-28 based off his 5,000 meter pedigree so maybe however uh the the you know 10,000 is a tough team to make with Lamont Kipchir chair and then career just missing the marathon team but yeah it's just gonna be interesting to see how people are now gonna be refreshing this checking to see where they rank after they run a fast time well you will I I don't know if athletes will 
Right? I think their agents will. Their they always, will. It always surprises me with athletes. It's they don't like, know. This is their livelihood, and you would think they want to be in tune. You'd almost want to be checking this, especially when outdoor starts. You almost want to be checking this on a daily basis. But it's not always the case. Right? Yeah, Some true. athletes don't even know when the, the time frame is for, for hitting the standard. I mean, you know, that's, that's less few and far between, but still, it happens. We have some breaking news. Ruth Jebet has just been banned. Four years. I mean, Four good. years. Took long enough. I mean, <laughs> she, when was she busted? It was like, I mean, obviously, you know, she... So, effective the, February 2018. Okay. I mean, so, it took two, two year, years. Jeez. I mean... It's it, a four-year ban backdated from 2018. Process moves slower than the judicial system here. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But, okay, good. I don't know if she's got her metal stripped. I guess we can find that out. Probably not. Do they have to actually give back the actual piece of metal? I think so. What if they say I lost it? Well, there you go. I mean, good. You can keep that metal. That means absolutely nothing. But good. Get her out. Does it mean absolutely what... nothing? You can lie to your grandchildren. <laughs> oh, back in my day. <laughs> they don't know. They're not going to double check. Wait. Technically, that yeah. was a stripped metal. Yeah. You could probably sell it on eBay for some. Would you buy a metal that's been stripped from someone off the eBay for like twenty bucks? A doped metal. A doped uh, metal. There you go. It has a little bit of for weird twenty value. bucks. Yes, I would buy it for twenty bucks. But beyond that, probably not. Twenty bucks. So you're though. an apologist now. For somebody's gonna try to sell that for like twenty grand or something. Yeah. Anyways, it's interesting what some people do with the metals. You know, Carl Lewis doesn't have any of his metals. What do you do with them? He gave uh, most of them. I think, uh, I think, seven of them. <laughs> seven of them to the Black History Museum. Oh, okay, and then he buried the other. <laughs> what? With his, I think, with his dad. Oh wow! His dad. He buried it with. I don't, I don't dad. Mean to make fun of that. Sorry. And he and he made a joke to me. He's like, I didn't want my my uh, next of kin to sell it once I die. And make a profit off of it. So he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna either give it to a museum, well, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna bury it so no one can ever uh, make my profit off of these metals." That isn't. That seems like that could be a good story. Like, what do you do with your metals? You just gave me an idea. Might, might have to look into that because I, you hear a lot of people like, "No, they're it's the it's the primary attraction in my yeah. house," and then other people are like, so "No, people know I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I don't want someone to break into my house and steal it." They put it in a safe, depo- you know, safe deposit box in the bank, or like you said, they donate it. I think when you but get putting older, it in a safety deposit box in the bank, you're not like enjoying it. It's just like you're never seeing it. Like, how do you enjoy- listen? I mean, maybe you save it for a rainy day when you need money. I, I don't know. You hear people selling off their their Super Bowl rings. I mean, you would hope you you never sell. I just don't know what the the resale market is. With uh, with gold I mean, medals. And what much, about bronze or depend, silver? The metal, the the resale market's all based on whose metal it is. I mean, Usain Bolt's gold medal, sure, is worth it's a lot worth worth a lot more than the Race Walker from two thousand four. <sighs> Speak for yourself, right? Um, yeah, well, specifically race walking because their medals are like reallocated because there's always dopers just loaded in there. Or so. they were actually running. Yeah. It's, Man, we watched a race walk at USA's and like them telling guys to like stop running. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? They're telling people to stop, stop running. <laughs> the cheating scandal. He was running. He was running. All right. Where are we at? So, uh, yeah. And in, in the end, I think this is a good thing. Uh, it's going to make it a little complicated. I'm not going to lie because there is going to be people in the 15 and the 10K without the standard, though, who are banking on world ranking and they're going to be like where am i where am i where am i because the world ranking isn't finalized until after 
Makes races. Sense. Like, so the re- yeah, so. Hey, man, I'm just going to be happy. If we get to this point, we have the trials, and the Olympics are still a go, I'm going to be in a great mood, regardless of who's there. That means this this virus that shall not be named hopefully does not progress as bad as it says, and we're going to have an Olympic Games. Just hoping. Just hoping against hope. Should we talk in civil every, every time you sneeze or see your son sneeze, do you freak out? Not yet, but, you know, we're taking precaution. I went to uh, HEB yesterday, which is a grocery store here in Texas, and all out of hand sanitizer. Just completely out. Had to get that foaming soap, which you want. It's, it's, just, not, it's I mean, just fine, you know, it's fine. You weren't washing your hands before this? No, not like, you this know what? I'm going to start washing my hands today. Yeah, I hadn't washed my hands in years. I mean, I just <laughs> thought it was overrated. I'm just kidding. Showers? Who does yeah. that? Uh, so uh, last night, um, they announced the NCAA entries based on coaches' scratches. So we now know our final we 16. Um, and... Not many scratches in the sprint events. There was one Florida athlete who scratched the 200, but I believe it's because he was hurt where early on in the season. But all the big players are there. Slash graduated. Um, slash graduated, yeah. Or went pro. Just big, kidding. Well, big players currently. <laughs> there was one surprise that didn't make it, but we knew that was Chanel Brissett. USC just trying to give this title away. This she, year. the defending champion, and was second outdoors. She was ranked 18th. Yeah. And she did she not make it. Year? I'm guessing so. I mean, two, th- I think three of her teammates made it in that event. Mm. So it's not like USC like dropped the ball, but you kind of do drop the ball a bit when you're when you're someone you know, defending champ category. Make it, yeah, I mean, know. certainly. And then you know, it's not this, the event's not as strong. No Janique Brown this year, you know. So yeah. Oof. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we uh, uh, what's the order we want to talk about this? Should we talk about? Well, I kind of want to talk about Danny Jones running the Okay, eight, let's talk about some doubles. Mile. The doubles decisions yeah. on, the, on the distance side. Danny Jones didn't run the 3K at MPSF, took yeah. it as a rest week. Same thing with her SEC male coach. coaches just raging. Yeah, Colorado did that with a lot of the, the men and women. Yeah. I mean, Klecker didn't run. Yeah. So, uh, but Danny Jones, none of us. I mean, you could count on, a, on one finger or two Danny's and Mark Wetmore's fingers uh, that she would run the 800. And I just can't think it was the plan. She ran it as her season debut, yeah. I think, to just do a rust buster. It was, I mean, she ran her 800 at altitude on a flat track, converted down to 203. The 5,000-meter champion from last June is now in the 800 at NCAA Indoors. Just, uh, what is it now, you know, nine months later. It's crazy. And she's going for the 800-mile double, which is very likely that she's not going to anchor to DMR because she's not going to do three races on that first right. day. Miles before the 800. The mile is very weak. And I don't even say the 800 is kind of weak. So qualify for the final, I don't think it's going to be that hard. Right. So if we just flash forward to the finals and assume uh, Danny's able to make both. So I have the mile. This is who our competition is going to be. Danae Rivers, Karina Villarone. That's about it. Uh, if she wins the 800... So that's a mile. First, we're talking about mile first. Okay. I'm just she's saying... Gonna, she's going to win that. She's going to win the mile. Yeah, the like, mile. The miles. She's oh, going to run that backwards, walk. right? walk, yeah. So then she gets, I think, 90 minutes rest. Okay. 80 minutes rest, something like that. To face Nia Aikens. To face Nia Aikens. Basically. And Carly Thomas from Washington, who's a freshman. She's yeah, a 201 girl. If, if, if Jones pulls off this sweep, I think we have to start talking about her. I realize maybe her times aren't... You know, she's run some good times, but that's not necessarily what she's known for. We have to start talking about her as one of the greatest NCAA runners of all time. If you can win the 800, 
the mile. Option. She'll she'll have an 800 title, a mile title, a 3K title, a 5K title, a DMR title, and a cross country title. I mean, that's insane. That's I don't know if anyone has ever done that, but, but definitely not. I mean, that obviously easier. She's just missing a 10K title. Easier to get that outdoors. You think she'll she'll do that outdoors? And a I steeple. Mean, so the 10K is, steeple double. Is that her purpose? Just to like rack up this absurd resume? Because I mean that's Jen, Jenny Simpson level of yeah. range, but but on not I don't want to say on steroids that's a, that that doesn't work out. But but she'll on, definitely be the first 800 meter champion to win cross country. Crazy now taking advantage of a little bit of a weaker event. But Nia Aikens was second both both indoors and outdoors last year. Broke the cle- or excuse me number two all time in the the women's yeah, it, indoor eight. Beating Atkins is going to be legit. Yeah, if she does that. Um, but I think she can. I, I definitely think she can. She's run 203 and she did that like in January. And or maybe early February, and no one's doubting her mile speed. And you got kind of get that momentum of if, when she wins the mile. I assume she will, and then come back off that. It can happen, and then she would have a res incomparable resume that would just be insane. It's interesting just for the first time, like saying out loud, eight mile. Mm-hmm. I mean, so she doesn't have a so she does. Okay, so that she just doesn't have a fifteen, a three k steeple, and a ten k. To get like every specific distance. I mean, I don't see her running the steeple or the the or ten k the ten k outdoors, but um, especially since it's in Austin. But yeah. but this is kind of funny how she's like getting a little bit of everything. It's eight hundred in cross country. That would say enough. About yeah. How good? No one's you are. done that. Has anyone ever done that before? I doubt it. I doubt it. That's. Do you know uh, on a male eight hundred meter runners? Do you know how they finish in cross country? Yeah, in the two hundreds. Typically. Yeah. I mean, Emmanuel Courier and Michael Saruni were like, yeah, like. Jogging. Second to dead last yeah. when they ran cross country. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and she uh, could, like I said, put herself in a position to be one of the greats of all time with that type of range. Now, like I said, some competition there, of course, and Aikens is a is a solid counterpart. The mile, though, like we mentioned, is not shouldn't be that hard for yeah. women. Staying on the women's side, uh, Whitney Orton decided to scratch the mile, scratch the five k. Yeah. Uh, to go all in on a DMR okay. with her teammates at BYU. A lot of the, also some of the other BYU athletes scratched the 800. All in like on they're DMR. just running the DMR fresh. They're pulling a Notre Dame, just like all mm-hmm. in. And they're going to have some challenge, I think, mainly from Stanford because Stanford is going to have some fresh women as well. Uh, Donahue isn't running the mile. So they're wow. going to have, and uh, Stanford is a good 400 meter runner. Not that that means much, but hey, a second or two, it's you never open. know. Yeah. Uh, but BYU, Whitney Orton, uh, scratching the individual events. She's still doing the 3K. But do you like this move by BYU to go all in and no individual stuff? I mean, Orton's been fantastic, and so I think they become the favorite. If you're not in contention to get a team title, might as well try to get a team tile, title via the DMR. Yeah. Um, the other events, the, the mile, you, you know, you're thinking you're coming up against Jones. And then in the five, you're coming up against a whole bunch of women there. Pilates, Izzo, yeah. Uh, Monson, you know. So, I yeah, I think it's a smart move. And then 3K, you know, you know that some of the other favorites are going to be coming off that 5,000, and you're only going to have a 1,600 on your legs. Uh, no rounds is a nice thing for Orton, so I think that had to, a big part of it. But, yeah, going for that DMR title, I think they were second last year with Burke anchoring. I think Orton is better now than Burke was a year ago. So they've got a very good shot to, to win that DMR. Look at the range some, of some of these women's events uh, from the seed one to seed 16. 
mm-hmm. in the mile, there's going to be a race with the 427 miler going up against a 437 miler. Yeah. 10 seconds in a mile. How far? How, how long of a distance is that? Uh, 10 seconds? Well, it's in a obvious. mile. It's a, it's a lot. It's yeah. Like 80 I mean, meters? 80 meters. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, obviously, it was eight, eight women or, no, how many make the final? 12? 12. 10. Women. 10, my bad. So uh, the 10th is th- 436. So we're going to have, I mean, yeah. Jenny Jones is five seconds faster than the next. Yeah, person. she's gonna win easily. Yeah. Let's, uh, d- and like, look at the, like the the five k. You have fifteen, thirteen, fifteen, yeah. fourteen, right? And then a sixteen oh four. Yeah, three women outside of sixteen minutes. Obviously, Izzo Kaladi there, some of the fastest ever. Yeah. In the five. But it's just the seeing that like the like there's gonna be a lot of lapped athletes in this women's five k. Can't wait. I love lapping. It's in a super entertaining. I love athletes swinging out in the lane three and four. It's my favorite. But um, well, I mean, look at the the three K too. Three K eight forty nine and nine oh seven. Yeah, you're never gonna have that type of discrepancy. You're never gonna have what is that eleven plus eighteen seconds on the on the men's side. You're not. You're never gonna go from uh, eight or excuse me seven forty three to eight oh one. Yeah, you're just not gonna have that. It's interesting looking at the some of the fields. Um, Monson's gonna be fresh for the three K. Uh, we remember last year she won the five K and then kind of had like a. A bad race in Interesting the 3K. Interesting that she's not doubling. Yeah. I mean, I, she didn't go for it. Her time technically could have got in because if you look at it, 16.04 got in. So she could have, I mean, I think she ran 16.03 at Big Tens yeah. but with no intention of, like, running it. But with people scratching, she could have. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess she's she's realizing that she's not prepared for a double and it's kind of better, rather, rather just go all in on one event. And, and it's an Olympic trials year. Obviously, her... Her chances of making the Olympic team are are uh, far fetched, I guess you could say, or, or it, it, you know, it's a long shot. Yeah. But but knowing that she ran a double last year, and then promptly got hurt outdoors, and then you know didn't wasn't able to compete at at the NCAA region uh, or the prelims, it makes sense to try to do that when you're trying to stretch your season all the way to to the end of June. Let's talk a little bit about the men. Um, checking out some of the cutoff times for the men. It took a 148.76 to get in on the 8. Okay, not bad. Not as bad as the event was looking for a while. 358.45 to get in. The scratch fest that is the mile. The three guys scratched in the mile, but 358.45 is still pretty good to be the 16th fastest. It took a 751 flat in the 3K. It took a 1340.99. That's pretty good. I don't know the last time sub-1341 was the last time in. I mean, normally it's like... 1345 is like that cutoff. But Who's here, winning this five? Who's winning this 5,000? Who's winning the five? Yeah, who would you put the money on right now? Kurgot? Uh, put my money Klecker? I'd probably go Klecker. Klecker. Yeah, yeah, put my money on Klecker. Yeah. I think it's go Klecker, Kurgot. Mm-hmm. And then, and then any of you. Any of you. Yeah, Klecker, Kurgot. One. So there's a lot of stuff we can unpack here. First thing I want to unpack um, is NAU. They qualify 10 entries. We've been talking about this. Not bad. They t- they have two in the mile, th- three in the 3K, five in the 5K. Yeah. So seven guys running 10 events. It's kind of cool. It's seven guys. It's a cross-country team. They're all just cross-country runners. Yeah. They try to qualify. say that's a narrative. <laughs> they try to qualify in the DMR at Big Sky at altitude. They end up running the 14th fastest time, so they just missed top 12. Uh, but they actually ran a – I watched the race on this random – Last live stream for Big Sky, uh, but they ran. Fa- I mean, they ran. The guys ran well. 
that the reason they didn't make it is a 400 leg. Their 400 leg ran 51.5. That's tough. Whereas Grijalva at altitude ran 255. Day at altitude ran 402, which is, like, very good. Yeah. And then Quacks ran 152. You know, when you take the... You can't ask for anything more from those guys. It was just they needed their 400 guy to run 49 seconds, and then they would have had a top 12 time. Is it a blessing in disguise that they don't make it, though? So they're a little bit more fresher. You know, we saw Wisconsin last year with Oliver Hoare try to triple him yeah. when he ran four races, and he was basically a ghost when he was done. And they're so also was... more focused because the whole idea would be, like, Beamish and Quacks are kind of be like, do we run the DMR? Do we not? Like, yeah, they Beamish know what they're doing. They because... know what they're doing, what yeah. to expect coming into the meet. And it's on the back of your mind. So if I don't make it, it's okay because then I can still come back and run the DMR. Right. Now it's like, no, I'm here for the mile and the mile alone. Um, but, yeah, they tie Oregon's record for most entries in the 3K, 5K combined with eight. Um, Oregon had five 3K guys and three 5K guys back in 2015, the year they scored Oh, 70. you're talking historically, yeah. not this year. No, obviously. the year yeah. they, they scored 70 distance points. Yeah. Cesarek, Jenkins, Gohegan, and they had a DMR and all that stuff. They had three milers score. Uh, but uh, it's definitely the most 5K. All, like, they have five guys in the 5K, which is... Pretty good. And pretty good. <laughs> and they have five guys, in the, five guys in the 5K, not counting Jordy Beamish, who's a thir- sub-1330 guy. Yeah. Not counting... Outdoors. Oh, outdoors. Yeah. But not counting yeah, yeah. Beamish, not counting Bosley and uh, Brody Hasty. I think Beamish is a 1331 guy. 1331, sorry. <laughs> People are going to hold us accountable. Yes. No, I, I agree. Uh, Beamish... Kind of wild. Yeah, obviously being Michigan, can't expect him to run the mile, 3K, 5K. But this is I, with these five guys, you obviously look at Day and Grijalva as the cream of the crop and the guys you... you they're the scores. They're the scores. Anything else is a bonus. Do we get anything out of... Do they get anything out of Farrow, Nur, and, and Raf? Not Raf and Farrow, but I will say Ab, Abdihamid Nur is going to be at least... It's going to finish in the sixth or seventh range, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, are they? Let's let's break this down, though. Where, where are we he's, at? He's been running well. He like yeah. he dominated. He won both the three K, five K, Big Sky against who was his primary competition? His teammates. Did like Grijalva and Day were in there? Yeah. Oh, they just like he smoked them. I mean, they also could be like whatever. He's a yeah. freshman. He's having fun and like, you know, they they're going one, two, three, four. You don't need yeah. to kind of lean for that. But like so he looked, sleeper. he looked very. Uh, Smooth. Okay. Just put it that way. Let's compare this team now. Now that we are, not no other races, no other meets ahead of NCAA's. LSU, Texas. Who who are they? Who are they fighting up against? So LSU is the favorite. They're projected to score forty nine points. NAU is projected to score thirty nine. Okay. I think. How did LSU? I sorry, just getting back on the trials. So many things. <laughs> yeah. going. How did LSU get this bump? What they do? So LSU is going to be on the backs of their jumpers. Their jumpers. Right now we have them projected to go one two in a long jump. Yeah, that'll help. Which it's a fickle event. Though. They might not do that. Yeah. They didn't do they didn't go one two at SECs. They okay. kinda had a bad day at SECs. We have him winning the high jump. I mean, he can easily get Harrison yeah. can easily get second. We have him getting six points in the hurdles and twelve in the two hundred and three in the four by four. Twelve in the two jump in the two hundreds, them going they have three entries. I have them winning it and then having like a seventh. Uh but I think Who's the guy that, who do you have winning it? Uh Terrence Laird. What do you run? Twenty forty nine. He won SECs. Okay, he's good. He's the best. But at the same time, Harris has run right around that, right? Yeah, I mean he yeah. can. I mean he's just running well. So yeah, like, yeah okay, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah. But the, the it's gonna we're gonna know about LSU's chances because before the day two starts because 
we have him scoring 28 points in a long jump and high jump. Right. And if that number goes down, which I think it will because it's a perfect. It's him having a perfect day, 1-2 and a 1. Sure. Um, I can see NAU being in position to get to that 40. I think it's going to be 40 points to win. Yeah. I think NLSU is going to come down. I think other teams are going to come up. But I think 40 is going to be the winning number. I think 30 is the podium number. Yeah. And the question is, can any of you score 30 points? Yes. Can they score 40? Maybe. And I think that's going to be the question. I think we'll know after the 5K. I think they need to score at least 15 points in the 5K. Oh, yeah. Uh, which they can do. They have they five can, guys. They do it through two guys. So you you know, can do it two guys. Anything they need, else is a bonus. I mean, if they could upset a Klecker or a Kurgat. Klecker and Kurgat are invincible, right? Like, Damn they're running good, well. Yeah. But, like, Day's American Collegiate record holder. Like, he's... Like, we don't want to give Day credit because he hasn't done it yet on a championship stage. Right. Uh, but Day, cross-country, was like, what? He was, like, top six? He was third, third in 2017. Tw- yeah, third in 2017. He was, yeah. I think he was top six in 2018. Something like that. Like, he yeah. is a gamer, so, like, we just he doesn't have that that splash track name to him yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think... good times, just hasn't done it in championships. Yeah, so yet, this so. might be his chance because... What if Day goes, like, I'm going to win the 5K and get second in the 3K? And we're like, oh, whoa, this team is very different now. Yeah. Well. Um, if Day wins the 5K, things are going to be wild. Yeah. Mike Smith is going to be having a, a pretty good couple weeks, if that's the case. I don't see that happening just no. with the, 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 the nature of it to likely be, like, a 13-40 to 14 flat race. At altitude, but I, I just really trust Klecker, and, and I think Kurgat could be will be right there as well, and I just don't know. But at the same time, I don't know, Day's kick seems yeah. better. Uh, you have to believe what you're seeing with your eyes, and even though he hasn't done it before at, at the track level, um, I think he's way, way, way improved. Yeah. So They said to put together 40 points, and the best way to do it is 15 in the 5K, 10 in the mile, 15 in the 3K. Then you got to hold a bunch of guys back, play defense, in the, the jumps and the 200, which is easy to do in track and field. The classic matchup, sprints and jumps versus distance. Goliath versus David. David versus Goliath? I don't know what you want to call it. This is a hilarious track meet. but It is. You know, I mean, all track meet scoring I'm, things I think Mike hilarious. Smith thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Mike Smith is going to be sitting at the coach's uh, uh, press conference yeah. as the number one seed. <laughs> and he's going to be sitting next to, like... LSU coach Dennis Shaver, who's like so used to doing this, and he's gonna yeah. be like, they're not, he's, I bet you Dennis doesn't even know Mike's name. Yeah, he's well, like, he probably does now. Now, but like they're probably, they've, I, most of these SEC big power five schools, the Texas's, the Oregon's, they've never had to deal with something like this. Well, they won't have to deal with it, period, because again, they're in different events. Yeah. However, they're just hoping that the math doesn't work out for yeah. them. Hey, maybe you know you just you, you get some talk to some other athletes, such as some coaches that have guys in the five k, and say, hey, if you see an orange and blue jersey, maybe swap them an elbow. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird scenario. We've had this before, obviously, but Oregon was so good in the distance events with Ches and Jenkins, and, and then all those players that they were the big favorites. Now it's a lot closer here because you don't have a Cheserek type or a Jenkins type. And maybe. Oregon at least had that token jumper or that token, like, hurdler. Yeah, give them or... a few, uh, you know, a, a multi-athlete. So it makes it seem like a very, like... A track team. This is a, a track team, team. But, like, this is, like... There's not even the token 400 runner on a DMR. It's only distance runners. Yeah, man. Let's go for Which it. Which makes it more wild. Uh, looking at some doubles, uh, the Air Nagus decide not to do the mile. Not surprising. He's a DMR guy. Once again, decided to go all in on the DMR. 
Cooper Tier decided not to do the 5K or the mile, going all in on the DMR 3K. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on these 355 guys? And Klecker decided not to do the mile. He's a 355 guy. Oh, that makes sense. Going all in on the 5K, 3K. This is super logical, I think. DMR, uh, 3K for Tier. I mean, you have to run the DMR after you break the collegiate record, even though they're going to be going up against Nagoose. Nagoose, glad to see him in an individual event indoors. I think this will be his first time. Uh, he's got super-duper wheels, can time his kicks perfectly. They're obviously the defending champions in the DMR, so you have to have him in there. Uh, and then Klecker, I mean, the three and the five may just make total sense for him. Everything makes sense. And, and uh, Why doesn't Nagoose, though, try to like win the mile? Well, that's, I mean, you're focusing on outdoors. He wants to win the 1500 again outdoors. You, 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 there's no reason for him to trip, triple. And he's, he, he always says, love my teammates. My teammates I guess that's why he has, he has a 3K for its individual glory, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. And I mean, like I said, his DMR thing is, is big with the teammates. Last year, they brought a bandwagon of Irish fans. And I assume they'll do that again, even though the drive, I think, will be, well, no, it'll be about the same from South Bend to Birmingham to South Bend to Albuquerque. But, yeah, they're huge in the team thing. The defending champions, you have to do that. And then he'll try for the 3K, which don't count him out, even though oh, uh, we, he's a better, better miler. Don't count him out. He's ranked number one. Yeah, but, okay. But, well, he's not ranked number one. No, but we're projecting him to win oh, in okay. our rankings. So, he's not counting out. Yeah, you, you I mean, know, you're 746 by himself. 746, 355 guy, you can kick. You're yeah. the best, your best 3K runner. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was surprised that Oliver Hoare decided to – to run the mile uh, because Wisconsin, they were neck and neck with Notre Dame at that in the, at the Alex Wilson Invitational. Oh, so Wisconsin's... So Oliver Hoare is running the mile, so he's not going to be fresh. Probably going to, yeah, or yeah, they'll put somebody else in, right? Yeah, but like, I mean, it's kind of interesting that Wisconsin chose to not go all in the way Notre Dame did. On they don't the, want that smoke, man. He got beat a second year in a row at Alex Wilson at the line. But it's just, close, so you, you yeah, know, no, like, know. hey, it's close. If we're in it, maybe, maybe like, because... Then they kind of, you know, they sandbagged last year by putting, like, Horror on the leadoff and not having McDonald anchor, and it was just, like, you know, not the same team. Well, but yeah. this, these four guys could have all just run a DMR fresh and go for it, but I was kind of surprised that. So, I mean, I think Horror's still going to run the DMR. It's just not going to be fresh Horror, you know. He's going up against a, a fresh tier and a fresh Nagoose. It's going to be yeah. Does it, is it any Is it possible at all that a team beats Notre Dame? I mean, do you see? I it? mean, Oregon Cooper Tier is looking good. He, he ran looking in the good, mile, but he's not. Um, he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have that. Have Nagoose gears, to me. Yeah, I know they broke the collegiate record, but that's kind of meaningless here at Altitude and Championship Race. I mean, Indiana Mal is nah, kind of. We've count, we've we've talked about them too many times over the years. Kyle Mal's been there for 19 years. They've had the same guys. It's just like <laughs> he's only a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like no, these guys. We we know it's. I mean, I, I my opinion basically is. Notre Dame's going to win. It'll be close to last lap because it's DMR, but... but What's more likely to happen? Notre Dame win or your marathon trials predictions being right? Like, is this as confident as you were about your marathon trials predictions with Desi making the team? Yeah, man. I mean, predictions, they don't always work out. Some people just... So you, are, you just made a guarantee about this Notre Dame team, and now you're all over to something. Yeah, like, I know. They yeah, should, maybe I shouldn't. They they should uh, be concerned about my picks because when I pick people, they tend to underperform. Although I picked her up, so you know whatever. Well, I pretty that much was made up for myself. Picking her up. Yeah. DMR is kind of interesting. Looking at it, uh, Middle Tennessee State made the DMR. They're twelfth, yeah. right? But they're. 1,200 and 800 mile legs are not running because they're running in the 5K. Whoops. Chimetti, 
Nchogi. Wanted DMR runners. And Middle Tennessee State doesn't have much depth. Yeah, no. How many times do you think they will be lapped at NCAAs? They're that bad? What are their next guys? Do they have like a 4-0 miler or anything? No. <laughs> Let's bring it up. Hold on. So we're going to bring up Middle Tennessee State's current depth at the uh, distance events. So no Chogi, no Chimetti. That's what they're we're living on. They're yeah. going to have a – What was their point in doing this just to get guys – Yeah, get, get a team. Keep it going. So they have a 46-second 400 runner. He's okay, going to cool, run. That's cool. good for them. They have a 149-800 runner. Okay. That's good. Okay. And then – Oh, they get a 409. No, oh, but that's the 800 guy. Oh, shoot. So, wait, but they'll probably run – they'll probably run Titus Legat, who's 151-800. So, they have a 151-800 guy. Then they have a 409-miler. Who is underrated, rounding into form. I, I and then they have a 410-miler, who would probably lead off. So, they'll lead Big. off with the, – their anchors are 410 guys. Anchor and lead off are 410 guys. I've always said, you know – 410 is just uh, waiting to be a sub four, right? That's just 10 seconds, you know? So it's, it's a lot. So, like, like can, can Hillary Camayo break three minutes? Probably not, but right. good experience. And uh, their last year's Western Kentucky, right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's wild. I mean, uh, it's kind of weird how you can qualify a team and then the reason your team was there, you can just, like, not run them, you know? But... Especially with DMRs when, like, you'll see a team where, like, Kansas will qualify with Sharon Lochetti as the anchor, and then all of a sudden yep. they replace a 436 woman with, like, a 450 woman. Some like, would say maybe you should set a rule where it has to be, like, three of the four people that ran on it. Yeah. But I guess injuries. Injuries, you know, like, yeah. you're forcing us to run an injury team, you know. Yeah. So maybe not. You can't change that rule. But, yeah, this is a doozy. I mean, they just did this for kicks and giggles, I guess. I mean, they just gave it a shot. Yeah. And it worked. More power to them. Um, yeah, so what other, like, doubles or triples or quadruples? Mm, the old I quads. I don't know. if no, it, Do no, we have no, anybody doing no, a quadruple? No, no quadruple. Um, what's, what's up with Devin Dixon? He qualified for the 800? He did. He's in the 800. Um, All the way there in seventh. seventh. Man, what is... My man, I don't know what to expect out of him. He Coming in, he was the favorite, but coming into the to the season, he would have thought of being the favorite, being the runner-up outdoors. And having run so fast in his career, he hasn't run fast this year, and that's obviously not even to mention the fact that we kind of always had question marks of his, uh, I don't know, his ability in championship races because he kind of seems like he psychs himself out. Now he's coming in and he's not a favorite. Maybe that's a better position for him to be in. Um, but from a guy who ran 145, which converted to 144 last year indoors, now he's in the mid- kind of in the middle of the pack in an event that. I guess you have to say Jewett's the favorite because he's run the fastest, but that means eight is wide open and pretty darn weak. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the, the mile three, three k. <laughs> just nothing to talk about in that 800. Yeah, let's just ignore it. <laughs> There's a guy from North Carolina, AT&T, A-A-N-T, uh, Abbas Abakar. You think they're a sprint school, but they got an 800-meter guy in there. There you go. 16th. Um, I mean, Louis Peralta is a freshman who made it. There you go. Oregon. Uh, Cooper Williams, another Indiana uh, special. Who has been a junior for seven years, it seems like, <laughs> and also looks like Thor. But. <laughs> uh, I just want to know, let's get the, the Lincoln fast pick. Okay. Fast pick. In the mile? Mile. Um, I'm going to go with Hoare. Hoare? Yeah. Okay. 3K. Klecker. Klecker over yeah. New Goose? Yes. I, I trust Klecker. Yeah. 
I, I, I think Klecker's sweeping. Klecker in the five as well? Yeah, I think he's that good. Where does Kurgot finish in the three and the five? Yeah, I think he finishes second in the five, and then I think he finishes a little down in the three. I, I, I he's, he's He's good. Cross-country guy is more, you know, cross-country more of a strength, though, and I, I just don't know if he has the wheels, especially coming off a double. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Oregon has three guys in the mile, Charlie okay. Hunter, um, James West, and freshman Cole Hawker. NAU has two in the mile, mm-hmm. defending champion Jordy Beamish and Theo Quacks. Yeah, uh, freshman from Northern Arizona. Who scores more points in that mile? Oregon with their three, or NAU with their two? Or Oregon. I trust those. Oregon's been running well. West. It's not even a record, but he didn't. But he? scoring more points, just because. I mean, Beamish scores eight. Sure. Um, no, and I, he I gets agree. Second, with you. No, right? And then you know. To me, I'm going to take out Hawker, and I'm going to take out Quacks. You so don't think they make the final? One. No, I don't think so. And, I think and, he does. And, and, and Hunter just ran very well at BU, and West also ran well in the 1500 uh, the day before. I think those guys are ready to score if West can make sure he does not false start. Not always an easy thing for him. And uh, um, I, I, I like them a little bit better. I mean, Beamish is good. He's solid defending champion. But this is where we find out if that win was a fluke or not to me for, for Beamish. Uh, he's a great runner. I know that. But... Is he that guy? Am I right now thinking, oh, he's for sure top two? I'm not. And um, You think he easily get fifth? Yeah. I mean, day. this is a throw a spaghetti on the wall type yeah. of a race. I think everybody is, is pretty equal. Villarreal can finish well. His positioning is often terrible. He also though. can not make the final. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a, he's a pretty, pretty much a wild card. I, I just like what I've been seeing out of Hunter and West, and I think they both finished in the top five. So let's do another Oregon-NAU matchup. Mm-hmm. 3K. Oregon mm-hmm. has Cooper Tier and James West. NAU has Gorhalva Beamish Day. Um, that's where you got to like NAU more. Obviously, body count as well. Um, She's going off of bodies. And what they did at, at BU, and it's at altitude. That's where I think. I think Gorhalva, this is his revenge to a race coming off of NCAAs. I know he's going to be in the five before that, but he looked so good at BU. And then you, you talk about uh, Day, who also was there, and then, and then Beamish. I know he's going to be coming off the mile, but I, I have faith in, in those guys all being All-Americans. And I don't – tier, you want to because he's run so well in the five, so well in the mile, and he had a good cross-country season. Um, but he underperformed big time at NCAA Outdoors in the 5K. Different scenarios, obviously, and I, I, I just got to see it before I can believe it. So, Some interesting tidbits. Florida to not qualify in the 4x4. Yeah, that's wild. When's the last time Florida – Man, you always love asking four. me these questions. It's probably been a long time ago. It's been uh, a long time. The the, the uh, Grant Holloway era, absolutely over, right? <laughs> no 4x4. Four four. And here's the thing, though. Like, Florida, right now, we're ranking them 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th. You know, I think they're going to improve from their 8th position. But Florida makes the podium, man. Like, they yeah. not just makes the podium. They're, like, always top two. Like, they were second outdoors. What we call talk about the Webmore factor. What about the Holloway yeah. factor? Yeah, second outdoors. They were one, They were first and second last year. Okay, but they, let's Grant Holloway. Yeah, but we and then no in, in 2018 sure. they were first. They had a win in a, in a second place in 2018. In 2017 they had a win in a second place. They've been top two for. I mean, I'm not even going back 16 and 15. I'm sure there's also the same thing. Right. They're top two like every year. So sure. for them to be ranked eighth, is that? Who's wrong? 
are we wrong for rank, for ranking the Maeth? Or no. will history be right and they'll f still finish top two? Who do they have right now? They have a KWO. Okay, well, they have one sixty guy. Uh, they have some. Is KWO in the two? No. No. Okay. They, they have like have... a freshman in the two hundred, but he's not going to okay. score. Okay. Uh, they have some fieldman guys. So this is what they have. They have a KO who can be top two, right? Mm -hmm. They have a freshman two hundred meter runner who's not going to score, but maybe he finds a way to get eighth, whatever. They have an eight hundred meter guy, but I don't think he. I mean, maybe Justin mm -hmm. Pacifico, who's crazy. He was running one fifty seven last year, and now he just ran one forty seven. That, that, that's always good to cut up 10 seconds yeah. off your Chris PB. Chris factor right there. Oh. Uh, they have a hurdler, Corey Poole, but okay. he's more of a 400 hurdler, and yeah. 60 hurdles is going to be harder. It's tough. They have a high jumper who's, like, middle of the pack. They have two triple jumpers, one that's all right. They have a you know, bottom-of-the-pack so, shot putter, and they have a good weight throw. A lot of bodies, but maybe not a ton of scorers, basically. Yeah, and, and they so. still have a lot of entries. It's just, like, they don't have the, like... The hallways, you know, right? The Armand Halls, the uh, sure, the no Hakeem Sonny Browns. Yep, no, he's gone professional. Uh, they could all have still been on this team if track didn't, if people didn't go pro. Yeah, it's just you know, you want to have money though. Yeah, that money the isn't a everyone thing. when they found out that you can get paid to do track and field, it's like it's tough. Do I want to come back and not get paid, or do I want to get paid? And they decided to get paid, so it makes sense. But yeah, they could still be a juggernaut, but you know, that's that's a lot of teams, right. Yeah, so Florida, I still think, can find a way to move in. I don't think they're going to win, but if they found a way to get fourth, that would be very impressive, especially with this crop of guys. Another team that I think is going to be kind of interesting that is ranked really low, Arkansas. They have a lot of guys. It's just they're all, like, ranked low. Mm -hmm. And if Arkansas just finds a way to put together and has a flash here, a flash there. Matt flash everywhere. Cam Cameron Griffith, you know, he's a great miler. He's going to be in a DMR 3K. Maybe he finds a way to... Get that DMR to get five points. Get he's a five finished well in the three yeah. K before. Get a five points in the three K. It's ten points. There, you know. He the, was like third in the fifteen hundred last third year. Third in fifteen hundred. Underrated last year. sleeper. Yeah. Sleeper right there. I mean, he was the uh, Nutty Comb Wisconsin B Race Invitational Champion. Put that right on top of the bio. That is number one. Their ESPN is going to have that on the lower third. Yeah. So <laughs> zoom in on him. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. We'll talk more about it throughout the week. Um, what, 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 how are you feeling right now? I mean, we just had a, a big build-up to the trials. Not, we didn't build up anything. We didn't, we didn't run. <laughs> I built up calories. But, and, but we built yeah. up yeah, expectations to... and hype. Oh, now we're coming down off that high, right? Yeah. How, how do we get you back on a new high for these next two weeks for NCAA indoors? Yeah, got to gotta look into it. And, uh, you know, with that, and I think with the, the also the professionals, Feels like we haven't paid as much attention NCAA-wise this year. Obviously, there's been the NAU rising and stuff like that, but uh, been focused on like what pros have been doing. There have been American records. There was U.S. indoors, fast times at Milrose. So it feels like the pros have gotten their due. Now it's time to at least give <laughs> makes sense the NCAA athletes at NCAA's. Um, but yeah, without without like Holloway and Roberts and those types of guys, and then no Sonny Brown and no, no Divino Duru. Well, obviously no Sydney, but you know going back even to Shakari Richardson. Yeah, Shikari, Ri yeah. It it the the star power is a little bit lacking specifically on the sprint. So it kind of it's time to give them their 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 time to shine, and uh, I'll be interested. Do you think there's see. a chance though after this NCAA championship? That star power will be there again because they'll have like these. Oh, there's big always a chance. I mean, I think we're going to see everybody really, really run 
do the same that they did outdoors because it's a trials year and everybody's going to start to really round into form. I think, you know, with it being an Olympic trials, you know, an Olympic year, excuse me, maybe people are taking indoors a little bit slower and just like, I got to get geared up because, you know, a lot of these international athletes are like going to be at the Olympics, you know, so um, like a KWO will probably be at the Olympics. So it's, it's, Time to, to really start giving the collegians their due as they as they get set to really start running fast. Maybe it's simply indoors, but you know certainly beyond. Yeah, I mean Kevin was talking about how he's kind of like he does he's, he just doesn't have the spark on this meet. He says there's not like the like whoa you know we talk about a lot of times NCAA indoors is like one of the best NCAA's in general is always one of the best track and field meets in the world he's just jaded you know yeah he's why is he jaded guy. did you did you rub off on him no I'm not a I'm not against NCAA's I mean I mean you didn't even know he's just he's just more of a professional guy he's just, he's just like yeah. he doesn't have that authenticity just the the purity of NCAA sports we know NCAA just a pure organization and Kevin's just not that type of guy you know <laughs> I He's just more in it for the money, which I understand. But you know, I'm, I'm me and you, not necessarily. We're just we're here for the NCAA athletes. No, I don't know. He's he was always he was complaining going back to 18 about oh we're losing Sydney, we're losing Michael Norman, we're losing Ryan Benjamin. It's not gonna be the same. And he still says last year wasn't the same. But last year was pretty darn good with yeah. Holloway. Now I understand this year, it people are gonna say oh there's no Holloway, oh there's no Roberts, you know there's yeah. no Morgan McDonald. We say this every year, and and sure it may not be the level of Michael Norman and Grant Holloway and Sydney McLaughlin and, and, and all those, but it's going to pick up. People are going to run fast. Somebody's going to run, I'm sure, somehow, you know, in the two. Somebody will run way, way faster. The 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 men's the men's and women's distance events will, will crown, you know, new, like, kings and queens of the distance events, and uh, that's where the excitement will be. It hasn't necessarily been there yet this indoor season, but it'll have, uh, a week and a half from now we'll be, we'll be have plenty to talk about. We'll have athletes that are potentially going to be sleepers to make the Olympic team coming off of this. This happens every time, so it's coming, basically. There was uh, one notable sprint scratch that I didn't talk about before mm-hmm. we wrap this up. was uh, Florida State sprinter Jyla Kirkland. Mm-hmm. She had the third fastest 60. She ran 7.17. She scratched. So Hurt, know, probably. Hurt, I mean... I was surprised Quincy Hall didn't scratch because Quincy Hall, South Carolina, 400-meter hurdler, very good, could make the Olympic team in the 400-hurdles. Um, he scratched the final of SECs and didn't run in the 4x4 four four Who SECs. won the 400 at SECs? Who won the 400? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, who can, who can say? Oh, probably Bryce Dedman. Okay. Yeah, Texas but. A&M. We we can look that we can look this up right now, but you you know I'm I'm just curious. I mean that's always typically indicative of who's going to have a good race at NCAA's, but um, the 400s just Kevin speaking of Kevin talking about should we just cancel the 400s this year? He wanted to cancel them at USA's and oh you definitely should cancel <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm going to find out who won that 400. At, yes he did win the 400. Yeah. Stedman did win the 400 SECs. Yeah he's the fastest time in the in the nation so I just okay. assumed that was run at. He's SECs. hoping to not have the 400s canceled at NC Blaze. Yeah, but yeah be, I mean it's Elijah Godwin he's the man who got stabbed by a uh, impaled impaled by yeah. a, a a javelin from Georgia so you can write a feature story on. Thanks for telling healing me healing the wound. Do my content. That's like the title healing the wound. I mean he's How, fortunate. Georgia star came back and finished third at the NCAA championships. That's, that's and, the headline. And here we go. Matthew Bowling 
What are we thinking? What are we seeing out of him? His first instant blaze. He's kind of been under the radar this season. He has. He's been running the two hundred. Not. He did a sixty once or twice. Yeah. Side just did a two hundred. I looked at his better event. He uh, he hasn't. Um, he, I think he got second in SECs. In which uh, in the sixty to, to Terrence Laird of LSU. Um, oh yeah, you're right. He did. I think in the two heat. The he's two not. Heat. He's not there yet. I think he just. He's gonna get. He's gonna. He's gonna finish fourth. He's gonna mm. like finish fourth, and you know, it just doesn't have that combination of yeah. like the young freshman and let's be honest, white freshman in a sprint event, white lightning type marquee. Lightning it, it doesn't. It doesn't come off when he is getting fourth. It only it works when the combination is with wins. And just going back. Nine months ago, all the attention he was yeah. getting. I'm sure he's actually like enjoying this now. He's like, I'm a normal sprinter. Yeah, again. no, he's not like in the in the spotlight. Like, yeah, last year was a bit ridiculous considering he ran sub. Well, because then they say they compare him to Bolt because he runs one time and like they look at a slow Olympic final and they're like, yeah. oh look, you would have won that Olympic final. Like, yeah, that's not how running works. And so it is not. <laughs> I can verify it is not because me just getting blown from a jet engine does not mean I can, you know, run uh, with Usain Bolt. So maybe. Maybe Matt Bowling could beat Usain Bolt right now? Do you think he could? Yeah. Right now? What Bolt? could Usain Bolt run 100 in right now? <sighs> maybe 10 seconds? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, hey, I'd be willing... If you gave him, like, uh, if you gave him like a, a, week? a day notice. A day notice. 24-hour notice. Wait, how much is... How is he going to... Is he going to stretch? Yeah, he's going to stretch the entire day because he hasn't been stretching for a year. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good race, man. I think that'd be a fun one. I think you lose a lot of speed, though, when you don't train. But He could become creating a new nickname, go like Fat Bolt or something. Fat like Bolt? Fat Bolt. And he goes out there and it's just like... Yeah, Puma and Gatorade would get behind that big marketing campaign, <laughs> Fat Bolt. Bolt. It's wow. like a weight loss campaign. He could like do a little commercial... Hey, I haven't run in a while, and I have him like in a giant bodysuit, and then you know, flash forward six months later, he's drinking Gatorade Oof. and being like, "Look at me, I'm." Yes, again, what Gatorade? Oh, you say you'd be losing the weight. Losing I thought you were saying no, you're... losing the weight. It'll okay, be a promotion, a healthy lifestyle. All right. Oof. Anyway, that does it. These are the entries. Any surprises for you? No, you kind of just like whatever. Well, entries. like I said, I mean, the Jones, Jones in the eight is crazy. Jones in the eight, no Nagus in the mile. Um, and will NAU do it? They got 10 entries, and it's, it's NAU versus the world, or wow. the, the Power 5 world, I guess. Yeah. Oregon's also sneakily like has a lot Sky, of... Like not a Power 5 conference? No. Oh, Oregon wow. might win the meet as well. They have a lot of bodies. I mean, we're t- we've been talking about NAU's like distance, but Oregon has an 800 guy. They have three in the mile. They have two in the 3K, and they have one in the 5K. Yeah, they and, don't have... And they, and they have a DMR. They could podium. Like, I don't think they could win, but they could podium. But, like, they do have more bullets than NAU. It's just, like, the NAU bullets seem better because... It's just their bullets are coming out of a musket while NAUs are coming out of a 21st century type of, yeah. a, type of a gun. But, like, I mean, Peralta could get fifth. They could win the DMR. They could... Cooper Tier could get second in the 3K. Yeah. You know, Jackson Messler could get sixth in the 5K. And then they have a jumper, and then you know, yeah. put it all together. We could be talking about. I'm. We're gonna get some like. Oh, you forgot about Oregon. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Definitely. Actually, now that I'm talking myself into it, I think Oregon might win. What are they? Oregon might win. Yeah. LSU comes down, 
NAU kind of just has like a a good but not great day, and Oregon just has a phenomenal day, and then they win the meet. Wow. Underrating Robert that. Johnson and Ben record Thomas. That. Watch record out. 58-second mark. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Bye.